0: Welcome to the 485th episode of Travel it Radio. I'm your host, Dan Schlossberg, along with co-host, Mary Ellen Nugent-Lee, and this is the first episode of our 12th season on Travel it Radio, the show that lets you enjoy the pleasures of travel from the comfort of your
1: armchair. Every week at this time, we talk to people representing destinations, hotels, airlines, railroads, car rental companies, and others in the world of travel and hospitality, from authors and bloggers to broadcasters and publicists. If it's got anything to do with travel, it's got everything to do with Travelitch Radio.
0: And our guest tonight is Evan O'Brien, Creators Manager for the Boston Tea Party Ships and Museum. Welcome, Evan, to
2: Itch Radio. <coughs> Thank you both very much for having me today.
0: And for listeners who might not know, Evan, what was the Boston Tea Party and why was it so important to American history?
2: Well, that's a big question uh, that I'll try to summarize for you. Um, The Boston Tea Party, of course, took place on December 16th, 1773. And it involved roughly 100 to 150 men who ultimately boarded three vessels docked at Griffin's Wharf in Colonial Boston and destroyed 340 chests of East India Company tea over roughly three to three and a half hours. Now, this event itself was actually the culmination of a series of events that played out over the course of several years. Uh, For years, the American colonies, of course, were being taxed without their consent. And this taxation without representation would lead to widespread boycotts, non-consumption, non-importation efforts, uh, protests, and further unrest. And if you remember from your American history classes, uh, you've got the Stamp Act, which, of course, put a tax on paper goods and documents. That was followed by the Townsend Acts, which put a tax on household items like lead, pewter, glass, paint, and tea. And both of these acts were eventually followed by the Tea Act, which reinforced Mm -hmm. the tea tax that was put in place under the Townsend Acts. And ultimately, this gave the East India Company a monopoly on the sale of tea and legitimized their belief that they could tax the American colonies without their consent. And so this tension reached a boiling point on November 28, 1773, when the first of three ships arrived. That ship was called the Dartmouth, and that was carrying... Um, 114 chests of the cursed East India Company tea. The arrival of the ship sent Boston into a frenzy. Citizens demanded the tea be sent back to England, but of course all those requests were refused. And with a deadline to unload this tea looming, Bostonians met first at Faneuil Hall, and then Old South Meeting House in what was called the meetings of the body of the people. And they engaged in fiery debates to decide the fate of what they called the pernicious weed. But ultimately, at the conclusion of these meetings, when the royal governor refused to send the tea back to England, the Sons of Liberty sprang into action, marched to Griffin's Wharf, and destroyed 340 chests of East India Company tea. And so this event, over the course of many, many years, would come to be known as the Boston Tea Party. Back then, it was only referred to as the destruction of the tea, or the incident at Griffin's Wharf. And it's become, over the years, an iconic historical event something that is quintessentially American, its broader themes teach us things like if, if we're not happy with how we're being treated, well, there's something that we can do about it, and its principles and values still speak through the generations, and ideas of protesting against injustice and tyranny are all things that we can still relate to even 250 years later. Mm-hmm. And I love
0: your phraseology, the tea reached a boiling point.
2: <laughs>
0: Thanks, you know, a little tea pun there for everybody. <laughs> Okay, the actual 250th anniversary of this event is December 16, 2023, as you mentioned, but it'll be celebrated in Boston all year. You ushered in the new year with a Boston Tea Party first night. What was that like?
2: Yeah, that was great. Uh, We had a great time welcoming the new year here in Boston in style. Uh, We were thrilled to kick off this Boston Tea Party commemorative year of special programming, exhibits, and events, all themed, of course, Boston Tea Party, by participating in Boston's first night parade. We had a contingent of our team of historical interpreters and actors march and wave to the crowd, and followed right behind them in the parade was a specially themed trolley in partnership with Old Town Trolley Tours of Boston. And that trolley has been wrapped uh, with graphics and designed to look like one of the three Boston Tea Party vessels, the ship Eleanor. And on board that trolley was myself and our executive director and a bunch of uh, managers and friends of the Boston Tea Party Ships and Museum and our partner organization, Revolution 250, which is a consortium of over 70 different organizations all working together for these upcoming 250th anniversaries. And despite the rainy, miserable weather, the public turnout was great. Um, I'm told some 200,000 people came to downtown Boston to see it, and we were thrilled to be a part of those festivities that night.
1: Evan, could you talk about some of the other events that are scheduled this year?
2: Yes. So there is going to be a whole series of events uh, for the public to uh, come to Boston and participate with. A lot of the planning is still in some of its, uh, you know, planning stages. So some of what I'm going to be talking about tonight, uh, there's even more to come uh, than what's on my list here to share this evening. But the next large-scale event and and programming that we're about to unveil um, is coming this spring with the Boston Tea Party Descendants Program. Um, This is going to be a new lineage society created in partnership with the New England Historic Genealogical Society, one of the world's premier genealogical societies, and membership for this program will offer descendants of these Boston Tea Party participants opportunities for research and to make connections on a global scale. So that's coming in March. We'll have a big event for that. In April and throughout the spring, we hope to kick off our Tea Talk speaker series with a talk on Samuel Adams. Um, and his role in the lead-up to the Boston Tea Party and the American Revolution. In May, we're excited to be partnering with the New Bedford Whaling Museum on a talk about the vessel Dartmouth uh, and the important role that that vessel, uh, the owners, uh, the family, uh, the Roach family of Nantucket were the owners of that vessel, and they had a lot to do uh, during this time period. And we'll also talk about the important role that ships and nautical history played during the time period of the American Revolution. In uh, June, we're happy to welcome back American tea master Bruce Richardson, one of the foremost voices on the history of tea around the world. He'll be coming here to our museum for a talk on the five teas that launched a revolution, highlighting Mm -hmm. the history of tea in the American colonies and how important tea still is today and around the world. Um, So that's the spring. And then once we hit summer, we're really excited to be participating in Boston's Harbor Fest celebrations as well.
1: Hmm. Now, looking ahead, Boston Harbor Fest bills itself as the country's biggest 4th of July festival. And this will be the 41st, right? But it it may be one of the most memorable because of the Boston Tea Party events. Could you share? Yeah, that's correct.
2: So in a similar vein as to Boston's first night, um boston's fourth of july celebrations boston's harbor fest will also be boston tea party themed and while of course plans are still very much underway we are anticipating multiple events that week Um, our themed trolley will once again be part of the harbor fest parade as well as our uh, bevy of historic interpreters here at the boston tea party ships and museum we're also planning on bringing back our program revelry on griffin's wharf a very fun and family-friendly program with games and lots of interaction with colonial personas and characters i know that there's also going to be uh, fife and drum corps in the downtown crossing area um, a whole host of other family 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 friendly excuse me programming all across the city of boston so we really encourage people to come to the city and to partake in this great uh tradition of boston boston's harbor fest
1: That's terrific. We're talking to Evan O'Brien of the Boston Tea Party Ships and Museum.
0: Evan, we hear you're looking for actual descendants of Boston Tea Party participants. How is that progressing?
2: Yeah, that's going really well, and that's actually very, very interesting. Um, It's one of our new... Uh, obsessions here at the museum, to be honest, and one of the new programs that we're really working on here, you know, I mentioned earlier about the creation of the Boston Tea Party Defendants Program in partnership with the NEHGS. Um, We have been systematically trying to track down as many participants of the Boston Tea Party or defendants of the Boston Tea Party participants as we can. Uh, We have a list here of well over several hundred uh, guests that have visited the museum since our opening in 2012 that claimed some lineal descendancy of these Tea Party participants. So we're hoping that they are going to be the very first members to this new program. Um, And what this program is going to do is it's going to be able to connect these descendants of these participants on a global scale. Um, And the New England Historic Genealogical Society is going to bring uh, a huge amount of credibility to this program and a lot of leadership as i said they are the country's leading resource for historical family research and through genealogical forums access to historical documents lesson plans uh, secondary resources oral histories newsletters etc the boston tea party descendants program will be creating a genealogical database that will continue to grow as a resource for descendants their families researchers and organizations to bring a further personal and cultural understanding to the revolutionary event. That would change the course of American history, now known as the Boston Tea Party.
0: Hmm. And we know you're looking for people to contribute dried, loose-leaf tea so that can actually be thrown at the Boston Harbor again. Great idea. How can travel radio listeners do that?
2: Yes, uh, we need your tea. Send us as much tea <laughs> as you can. Uh, we're looking to collect tea from people all across the country and the world. Um, this tea will arrive here at the Boston Tea Party Ships and Museum um, and will be packed into the tea chest that will be part of the grand scale reenactment, the conclusion of the commemorative year on the actual 250th anniversary, December 16, 2023. This is a professionally produced, full-scale, dramatic recreation of the night of the Boston Tea Party. And over the years, prior to the global pandemic, of course, uh, this annual reenactment was uh, considered one of the largest moving theatrical productions in the nation, and it's going to be even bigger this year, this December the 16th, 2023. So your tea will arrive here to the museum It will be sorted and uh, cataloged and then placed in our tea chest. And we've recreated a very similar tea chest that were involved that night, 250 years ago. And for your participation, you will receive a certificate of participation, proving that your tea wound up in Boston Harbor on the 250th anniversary of this great event. So if you want to send us your tea, please send us loose-leaf dried tea, no tea bags, and please no wet, moldy old tea, uh, but dry, (laughs) loose-leaf tea to 306 Congress Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02210, care of the Boston Tea Party Ships and Museum.
1: Oh, boy, that sounds great. Tell tell us more about the Boston Tea Party Ships and Museum. Uh, How many ships are there, and are they originals, recreations? Tell us all about that.
2: Yeah, so the Boston Tea Party Ships and Museum is, is unique in a lot of ways. We often refer to ourselves as a museum of experience. By mm-hmm. that, I mean we combine uh, first-person historical interpretation and live theatrical performance. So everyone that you meet here is going to be portraying the character of somebody that was either on board those ships destroying tea that night in 1773 or related to somebody who was a participant in the Boston Tea Party. Um, those three vessels were the Dartmouth, Eleanor, and Beaver. Here at our museum, we have recreations of both the vessels, Beaver and Eleanor. Um, currently, uh, the Brig Beaver is actually up in Gloucester, Massachusetts, uh, for some refitting and some work in anticipation of the upcoming 250th, but we still have the Eleanor to go on board right now. And we hope to have the Dartmouth and complete the uh, uh, fleet a few years from now Um, But these vessels are faithful recreations of course the original vessels no longer exist But these Mm -hmm. have been made with the same specifications all the way down to the same lines um, That would have been on the vessels in 1773 and those ships are part of that museum experience so we combine our historical interpretation of theatrical performance with high-tech and interactive exhibits and 18th century artifacts to tell the story of what we consider to be the single most important event leading up to the American Revolution, the Boston Tea Party. So this three-tiered methodology provides us as educators um, and teachers a toolkit, if you will, that supplies us with a myriad of teaching methods and styles and ways to engage that stimulate creative thinking, spontaneity in the educational components of our tour, and utilize the most important teaching tool of all for our guests, which of course is fun. So everyone who comes gets their own colonial identity with a character card and they get to play along in the dramatic events on their tour. It's a guided experience. And so these three components provide us with a fable foundation to engage, educate, and inspire our guests. And the story is told through three acts. The first thing you'll experience is a recreation of the series of town meetings leading up to the T's destruction. The meetings of the body of the people, where you can participate and make your voice heard in a colonial town meeting. The second act takes place on our vessels, where you can throw tea into Boston Harbor on your tour and then learn about life at sea in the 18th century. And finally, Mm. act three takes place inside of our museum, where you will learn the ramifications of your actions as the participants in the Boston Tea Party. And you'll learn how the destruction of the tea is directly connected to the lead up to the shot heard around the world and the start of the American Revolution. So this entire thing has been designed to immerse our guests in this story, to bring the humanity into it with these characters and these personas, and really create an emotional and sensory experience unlike anything else offered in the city of Boston
1: hmm and for all ages too. Now, and for you, all
2: ages, exactly.
1: You also mentioned, you know, that the Eleanor has given its name and image to that historic Tours of America trolley, and is that trolley going to uh, launch a statewide tour? Right. What's its mission? Is it going to be collecting the tea or publicizing the uh, 20, 250th and twenty two hundred fiftieth anniversary event?
2: Yeah, uh, all of the above, actually. So ah. uh, we will be traveling in the specially wrapped trolley that does look like the vessel Eleanor. You've even got a figurehead on the front and the name on the back. And we'll be traveling all across the Commonwealth of Massachusetts uh, to collect tea. Um, and we will be posting the schedule um, of this trolley visits on our website, uh, bostonteaparty250.org. You can also find it at Boston tea Party Ships. Uh, com, our museum mm-hmm. website as well, and on our, all of our social media channels. So we'll likely be coming to your town, your community, or a community very near where we'll be holding uh, small festivals. We'll have fife and drum corps, uh, colonial reenactors, uh, games, uh, live music, uh, food trucks, hopefully, uh, coming Ooh. out to really celebrate local connections to the Boston Tea Party story. I often say that while the event occurred, in Boston it does not only belong to Boston it belongs mm. to all of the communities across the commonwealth and across the nation because what happened here in Boston ultimately changed the world and so we want to remind all these communities of their important connection to the story by visiting you talking with you um hearing for, from you as to what you want to see as part of this commemorative year and when you come and you chat with us, bring some loose-leaf tea. We'll have a big tea chest on the trolley, and that tea will also be put into the tea chest for December 16, 2023, later this year.
0: And I just wow. want to tell our listeners that a shot heard around the world has nothing to do with Bobby Thompson in 1951.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a different one. That's a very, very different <laughs> shot heard around the world.
0: <laughs> okay. Boston's home to the USS Constitution called Old Ironside the oldest commissioned ship in the Navy dating back to 1797. I know it wasn't there in 1773, but I also know that it goes for a short cruise once a year. Since it's a floating monument, well, this year's cruise coincides with the 250th anniversary of the Boston Tea Party.
2: Well, I certainly would love it to. Um, I'm not sure if it will this year. Um, you know, we are very happy to work with the United States Navy, um, the USS Constitution Museum, on any collaborative programming during 2023, even if it does not sync up with, you know, uh, the famous turnaround of the vessel. Um, but I know that that often takes place around the time of Boston Harbor Fest, too. So we would love to work with them um, and really celebrate both the history of the Boston Tea Party and the important history of the USS Constitution. You know, next to the Boston Tea Party, I can't think of anything else more iconically Boston than the Constitution. So we'd love to work with Old Ironsides as part of this commemorative year. Mm.
0: Sounds good. And we're talking with Evan O'Brien of the Boston Tea Party Ships and Museum.
1: Now, Evan, when I was in Boston, I felt it was an old city with many famous cemeteries. Can you tell us about your grave marker project?
2: Yes, absolutely. So those cemeteries are also very near and dear to my heart as well. Um, I think they're part of the most beautiful sections of the Freedom Trail and the downtown area, and they are the final resting places of the very people that were so pivotal to the Boston Tea Party and uh, the lead-up to American Independence. So all the way back to 2016, we have begun traveling all across uh, Massachusetts placing commemorative markers at the headstones of known Boston Tea Party participants. They are buried all across New England and all across Massachusetts. Um, And so uh, this past year, we traveled to almost all of the New England states, uh, mostly across Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, and Connecticut. Uh, We are going to be doing Rhode Island soon. Uh, But those Tea Party participants are also buried outside of New England. They can also be found in Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York, Virginia, and Michigan. And so we'll be traveling to those states this year and holding ceremonies at the final resting places of these patriots that are so intrinsically tied to the formative years of our nation. And we're also going to be traveling across the ocean uh, to Paris, France, where Boston Tea Party participant James Swan is also buried. So this is going to be an international program and one of the great culminations of the commemorative year.
1: That's fantastic. Oh and tell us, how are Boston hotels, bars, restaurants marking the two hundred and fiftieth anniversary of the Boston Tea Party? Are there special hotel packages tied to the tea party that you know people can take advantage of?
2: Yes, there will be. So um, we're looking at the commemorative year as a combination of collaborative efforts between, of course, the historical communities of, of Massachusetts, you know organizations like ours, Massachusetts Historical Society, Revolution 250, Revolutionary Spaces, but also the hospitality community and the travel and tourism community. That's really what makes up a successful year-long commemoration like this. And so we are thrilled to be partnering with hotels like Intercontinental Boston, the Boston Mm. Harbor Hotel, who will all be offering special hotel packages, encouraging people to come to Boston, not just in December, right before the big night, the big reenactment, but also throughout the entire commemorative year because they'll be programming all summer long and through the fall. And it's a fantastic time to travel to Boston, Uh, Go to local restaurants who will all be doing specially Boston Tea Party themed cocktails, dinners, desserts, um, all in the name of the Boston Tea Party, and it's important to our region's history. So come to Boston. They'll certainly be here in December for the big night, but come throughout the year and celebrate your Boston Tea Party.
1: Sure, there's plenty of things going on. And students throughout the Commonwealth are getting involved, too. Could you explain how?
2: Yes, this is really exciting, Um, we are partnering with the Massachusetts Department of Elementary and Secondary Education on a year-long educational outreach to students across the Commonwealth. Uh, We're breaking down the remainder of the school year into four basic categories of protest, the idea of protest and what it means to students today and what it meant in 1773. The idea of what it means to have representation in one's government and being treated fairly. Also, of course, the importance of civic engagement, being involved in your community. And then, of course, looking at what it means to have a historical commemoration, uh, a grand-scale reenactment like what we're doing in December. What do these central themes mean in a modern world and to the students of Massachusetts? So what we are encouraging them to do, is to work with their teachers, work with their schools, and create educational initiatives of their own. Artwork, (laughs) videography, um, creative writing, essays, dioramas, uh, to use their creative process to create something themed Boston Tea Party, but mean something to them, no matter what grade uh, they're in, and what these central themes mean in a modern world. And then what we're encouraging them to do is visit bostonteaparty250.org where there's going to be a special submission section. Load your project, load your video, load your painting up onto the website where we will feature it in a virtual exhibit all year long uh, where we will be able to showcase student artwork really on a global scale, but we're really hoping that the students of Massachusetts and of course the city of Boston will really participate here. And we are encouraging the students to also gather up tea and mail it to us here at the museum. (laughs) And we'll give a special shout-out to your classroom uh, for participating in this event as well. And so we're hoping to really, um, you know, rally support for this commemoration and for this reenactment, for this anniversary, and give back to the students wherever we can. And for your participation, we will also send you free lesson plans and activities to use in your classroom throughout the year.
0: That sounds good. In your opinion, Evan, should visitors start with the Freedom Trail and go from there? For listeners who don't know, it's like Dorothy following the yellow brick road, only the Freedom Trail is shorter at two and a half miles and is marked by red paint and embedded bricks and has a lot more attractions. Are there specific attractions on the Freedom Trail related to
2: the Boston Tea Party? Yes, absolutely. I would strongly recommend you come to Boston uh, and do the Freedom Trail you know the Freedom Trail Foundation is a great partner of ours and for Revolution 250 and we really really encourage you to visit all the sites along Boston's Freedom Trail Boston Tea Party specific sites I would really encourage you to go to two of them uh, Faneuil Hall uh, and of course Quincy Marketplace uh, but also Old South Meeting House where the town meetings took place leading up to the Boston Tea Party And our colleagues over at Revolutionary Spaces are planning on doing a lot of commemorative events at the Old South Meeting House throughout that commemorative year as well. So I would definitely encourage that you visit Old South Meeting House in 2023.
1: Hmm. Now, uh, Evan, I love the obvious spirit of cooperation that made the 250th anniversary possible. Meet Boston and Revolution 250 among them. Am I right in saying that The schedule includes exhibits, events, concerts, performances, and other kinds of special programming?
2: Yes, that's absolutely true. So, you know, I talked about the reenactment a few minutes ago, and and that's going to be the the grand-scale culmination of this commemorative year. But throughout the entirety of 2023, there will be special exhibits, both here at the Boston Tea Party Ships and Museum, but at partner organizations across the state. Um, as I said earlier, special lectures and speaker series at multiple historic sites and locations across the Commonwealth of Massachusetts throughout 2023. Um, Revolution 250 is planning some colonial festivals and fairs, pipe and drum uh, events uh, in the downtown crossing neighborhood. And really what we're looking at this is a community celebration, a chance for Boston and for Massachusetts to celebrate its history, its connection, to the American Revolution, and really remember that the American Revolution and the freedom that we enjoy today got its start here in Massachusetts, and it really is a chance for all the communities to come together to celebrate what Massachusetts means to the world. And there's also a call to action as well. If your organization is listening tonight and wants to participate, the planning is not done. We want to work with anyone and everyone who has a connection to the Boston Tea Party story, so you can reach out to us through our website. Okay, our guest She's tonight
0: trying. has been Evan O'Brien, creative manager for the Boston Tea Party's Chips and Museum. Thank you, Evan, for telling us about the 250th anniversary of the Boston Tea Party and for being our guest on Travel it Radio.
2: Thank you so very much for having me tonight.
0: And that is it for this edition of Travel it Radio. This is Dan Schlossberg along with Mary Ellen Nugent Lee saying thank you for your time this time. Until next time, when our guest will be Helena Stevens. Executive Director of Ocracoke Tourism Development Authority on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Good night and stay safe.